Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, this is the drive at 5.30 minutes of non-stop talk with Rich Zioli. Well, Kevin McCarthy has been removed as the Speaker of the House of Representatives in a historic vote after conservatives rallied and said, enough is enough with this guy. He's got to go. House in chaos. Who will take over? That's the question. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. It is the drive at 5 and... One-year anniversary of moving back to Afternoon Drive. I'll tell you what, I'm so glad I did. I really am. As much as I, uh, I, I, I love, 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 love this breaking news. I mean, being able to react to this stuff in real time and bring this to you is, is uh, it fires me up. So, in case you're just joining me, the vote was 216 to 210 to remove McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Now, it's going to be interpreted a couple different ways. So, let me first tell you how some Republicans are going to interpret this. That Matt Gates sold out to Democrats to get one of their own taken out and that this was a move that's completely disloyal and that Matt Gates should be ashamed of himself because now the Democrats feel like they're able to take out a Republican. Okay, that's that's going to be part of the spin. But actually, I reject that spin. I think McCarthy had a comment. And I think what happened here was once again, we got over the weekend another continuing resolution all about funding for Ukraine, keeping the government open as long as the Democrats get whatever they want with not even a, a game of chicken being played with these people. And McCarthy even said, he, he made a comment the other day. He said, if I lose my job being speaker for keeping the government open, so be it. So be it. <clears throat> McCarthy, I didn't think was going to lose. I thought he was going to pull this off by a vote or two, and it was obviously incredibly close. Six votes, but that's because several key Republicans who looked like they were going to support him switched over and voted against him. So at the end of the day, this is still the Republicans removing him. And despite what the spin's going to be from people that want to try to ramp this up as Democrat, Republican chaos and Republicans selling out to Democrats, I look at this as a victory for conservatives. I look at this as a victory for conservatives who said, enough is enough with this guy. He shouldn't have been speaker in the first place. He's a liar. 
and he does not fight. He's a swamp creature. And you know, I was incredibly disappointed. What is it, at 2 o'clock in the morning, whenever it was, after 15 rounds, when he finally got the nod as speaker. I think at the time, Trump jumped in to save him because they needed to wrap this up. But I think today, when Trump was asked outside the courthouse or inside the courthouse, what do you think should happen to Kevin McCarthy? I played you the clip earlier, Matt. Let's play it again, though, just to refresh everybody's memory. Trump came out. He talked about the case before him. He was asked a question. Take a listen. Why did you decide to come? You didn't have to. I don't have to. This trial is a rigged trial. It's a fraudulent trial. The attorney general was a fraud. And we have to expose her as that. You see what's going on. It's a rigged deal. What's the frankly, and frankly, uh, you saw what was just put out about Schumer and the principal clerk. That is disgraceful. Speaker McCarthy, should he stay? They were brought up to vacate him this afternoon, sir. Okay, so the fact that he did not say anything, I think right there was a kiss of death for Kevin McCarthy. I think that right there was a kiss of death. I think if Trump had come out and said, I'm with Kevin, Kevin's my guy, that would have changed things. But he didn't. And I don't know if that was intentional. I don't know if he just at the moment just didn't care. I don't know if he just felt like he didn't want to weigh in on this. I don't know if Trump just feels that Kevin McCarthy needs to go. Uh, or Trump is just so focused on his court case, he just didn't care to respond at that moment and just and just walked out. I don't know. Obviously, none of us do. I imagine at some point he's going to say something. But in the meantime... The fact that McCarthy's out, the fact that he's out, and I know that there are some people, like I know some people are saying, I can't believe they ousted Kevin McCarthy before they ousted Bowman for pulling the fire alarm. Look, the, the, the reality is that Matt Gates leading this coup here today against McCarthy was only possible because several Republicans joined in to say that they can find somebody better than McCarthy. Is this a black guy in the Republican Party? Sure. Does it deserve it? Yes, it does. Quite frankly, it does. And, you know, it's time for conservatives to recognize that. The Republican Party, there's there's two parties within the Republican Party right now. There is the Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy swamp party, and then there is the conservatives. And it's been like this for a long time. We know this. But for years, we've watched and we've sat back and we've complained about this and complained about this. And we've heard promise after promise from the Paul Ryans of the world and the John Boehner's of the world and the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. And nothing ever changes. And what happens? Republican primary primary voters go out to vote. They vote for conservatives. They give the Republicans a majority and they act like freaking Democrats. They act like freaking Democrats. And so what you're seeing right now, what you're watching is you're watching the culmination of conservatives saying enough is enough. Enough is enough. And it, it, it sends a message, a shockwave message that is, if you keep compromising with Democrats, you're going to be out. We cannot, we can't have this. We can't have it. Now, Matt Gates before was speaking and he said Steve Scalise would be a great speaker. I agree. I think Steve Scalise would be a fantastic speaker. I think Byron Donalds would be a great speaker. I think Byron Donalds would be a fantastic speaker. But we need a change here. We need somebody who's willing to play hardball with these people. You you honestly think that this was about shutting down the government? This was not about shutting down the government. This was about getting funding for Ukraine. This, that's what this was about. This was about getting funding for Ukraine. And Kevin McCarthy, I saw it a couple weeks ago, had the Ukraine pin on his label. And the only reason why McCarthy did not allow Zelensky to address the full House, the full Congress, 
because it would have to be in the House, so it's up to the Speaker, is because he had enough members saying, you do this, you're done. You do this, you're done. And I understand. I understand people are going to say it's about spending, but it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that. There are two major issues happening right now in real time in this country. And as a conservative, I'm fed up with this Ukraine stuff. I'm fed up with it. I've had it. I'm, I've had it. I have had it with the idea now that we're spent spending $125 billion in Ukraine. We're getting nothing for it. We have no end in sight, no idea what it's going to cost us, no plan, nothing. And at the same time, the southern border is wide open and thousands and thousands of people are streaming into this country right now. It's an invasion happening at the southern border of the United States of America. It's an invasion happening at our southern border and nobody cares and you know what and kevin mccarthy said we're going to keep this government closed until you send down the military to guard that border call up the national guard and send them down there and until that border's secure this government's not opening again he would have had conservatives cheering him on and people rallying for him and don't give me this crap about people don't get paid they always back pay everybody everybody gets paid give me a break Give me a break. They always get paid. You know, that's the other thing they always talk about. Oh, our members of our military won't get paid. Of course they'll get paid. They'll get back pay. They'll get back pay. And I understand it may be a a, a harrowing couple of weeks and put it on the Democrats. Put it on them and say, well, they're the ones who are shutting down the government, not us. Our terms are very clear. We'll, we'll, we'll agree on a CR if the border's secure. We'll agree on a CR if it has no Ukraine funding in it. And then make it on them. Put it on them. I've been saying this now for weeks. For weeks I've been out there saying that. For weeks. I was out there saying that any effort to put Ukraine funding in a continuing resolution should be dead in arrival. You want to vote on Ukraine funding? Then have an up or down vote. And hold all these people accountable. Do an up or down voice vote so they have to stand up and tell their voters back home, yes, they're voting to, 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 keep, to send more money to Ukraine. Damn right. Yes. And what they should have done was come out and say, we'll absolutely approve a continuing resolution. resolution. Two, two concerns, two items, two demands. Number one, you send the National Guard in to the southern border. Send them down there and secure that border right now. Or let the governors of the states do it and don't federalize the, the, the Guard and take them away. Let them do their job and secure their states. Number two, you take out the Ukraine funding out of the continuing resolution we'll have an up or down vote on ukraine funding after a rigorous debate about what the hell we're doing here how long this lasts and when this ends that's what needs to happen that's what needed to happen and they didn't do it i knew they wouldn't do it either because you know why i knew they wouldn't do it because kevin mccarthy is all in on ukraine funding that's why because he comes from that ilk of the republican party that is all about that it's all about that. This idea we got to stop Russia. He's the boogeyman. He's the bad guy. Well, if that's the case, then then why don't we go in there and actually stop him? If Putin is that bad and he's such a threat to Europe and the world and to the United States, then why don't we go in there and actually stop him and stop jerking around here with just writing checks to one of the to the most corrupt country in the entire freaking world? The second most corrupt country in the entire freaking world is Ukraine. The number one corrupt country is Russia. And Biden has gotten money from Ukraine and Russia. Don't forget the Moscow mayor's wife who gave Hunter Biden, what, $12 million? They got the goods on this guy, Biden, and they, they, we, they, this is driving our foreign policy. Driving our foreign policy. 
And you know what? If Congress wants to have a vote, a debate on Ukraine, and then do a formal declaration that a declaration of war exists between the United States of America and Russia on Ukraine's behalf, an up or down vote, and I lose that vote, fine. I lost that vote. But at least the Constitution will get what the Constitution requires, which is Congress to authorize war. Joe Biden does not get to authorize this. It's not how it works. Presidents have limited powers when it comes to protecting the United States of America. There is no threat to the United States of America, and we are playing chicken with a nuclear power here. And what Kevin McCarthy should have done was stood up and said, we'll keep the government closed as long as it takes until you take out the Ukraine funding and until you secure that border, period. And then make it on the Democrats. Put it on the Democrats. Let clowns like John Fetterman go out there and say, I won't wear a suit now because the Republicans won't fund Ukraine. Put it on the Democrats. The American people don't want this anymore. They don't want this. I don't know what it is about these people in Washington that they can't figure this out. We had 20 years of a war on terror. 20 years. 20 years of a war on terror. With a disastrous withdrawal with our equipment still over there, with the Taliban, the very, very people that we were trying to keep out of power running the country now. 20 years of that crap. How long are we going to be in Ukraine for? 20 years? 25? All I hear is whatever it takes, as long as it takes. Well, guess what? Russia's not losing. So what if it takes 20 years? Are we going to be there 20 years? And if Russia is such an existential threat to the entire world, why are we not stopping them? That should be part of the debate. Maybe we should send in the military and invade Moscow. I don't know. It sounds like Putin's Hitler. They keep saying he's the next Hitler. So stop him. Go in there and stop him. Ah, but he's really not, though, is he? And if you had that debate, you know what would happen? They'd lose. That's why. The debate would lose. They'd lose because the American people don't want this. Yeah, I know the people that have the hate has no home here signs do. And they fly the Ukrainian flags and all the woke virtue signalers. I don't care about those people. You know what I care about? I care about the people in this country who work for a freaking living. They work for a living and they're tired of seeing their jobs being lost. They're tired of paying four dollars a gallon for gas. They're tired of watching America's energy independence be completely squandered by this president on purpose. And at the very same time, an invasion is happening at the southern border of this country. And then Ukraine gets everything they want. And the, the American people, you get on gots. You get on gots. Nothing. Nothing. We care more about Ukraine than our own freaking border. That is not how this is supposed to work. You can root for Ukraine all day long. I'm fine with that. I'm not rooting for Russia here. But let's understand something. The United States of America has a responsibility to protect the United States of America. Period. That's what the United States of America has a responsibility to do. And we are not doing that. We are not doing that. We are not in Europe. Last time I checked, we're not in Europe. And last time I checked, this isn't 1933. And countries in Europe can defend themselves. And last time I checked, we're also in something called NATO, which would require the United States of America to get involved. And I would absolutely 100% say we have to if a NATO member country is attacked because we have a treaty, an actual treaty ratified by the United States Senate which obligates us to respond to come to the aid of a NATO country. But Ukraine's not a NATO country. And if Europe's so worried about Putin, why isn't Europe stopping Putin? Why isn't Europe going in there and stopping Putin and pushing him out of Ukraine? Poland has said, go scratch. They want nothing to do with this anymore. 
If, if Putin's the next Hitler, Poland, which was literally the first country that Hitler invaded, should turn around and be like, hey, we want to learn from history here. We're not looking to get invaded again, so we're all in. Instead, Poland says we're out. Half the world is backing Russia in this fight. And Russia's still making money on this war. They are making money. They're not losing money in this war. They're making money. And Biden knows that. But he's, he's corrupt and he's corrupted by Russia and he's corrupted by Ukraine. And you know, I admire people like Ron, Rand Paul for standing up and saying, Ukraine doesn't get another dollar. They don't get another dollar. Enough is enough. And if you disagree with me, if you think Russia is the greatest existential threat and we have to stop them, fine. Then here's how we do it. Ready? It begins with a resolution in Congress. Whereas the United States of America recognizes that Russia is the greatest existential threat to humanity. And whereas the Congress authorizes the United States of America to do whatever it takes to end this freaking thing. But they're not going to do that because it's unpopular. It's unpopular, despite what the corporate media says and despite what big tech says and despite all of this, it's unpopular and the American people don't want it. So what these coward members of Congress do is they hide. They hide behind continuing resolutions. They hide behind these things. This way they can turn around and go back to their district and say, well, I didn't want to vote to support Ukraine funding, but I had to keep the government open. Because it was in a CR and I couldn't let the government be closed. It was a freaking Sunday when they agreed to this. The government was closed already. These people are the biggest cowards. They are such cowards. And you know why they are? Because they're all about making money themselves. That's why. All of these people are. They're all about making money. They want to get jobs being consultants for defense contractors. They want to go out there and they want to get big lobbying gigs when they leave. They want to wind up being on boards for big pharma and boards for the big weapons manufacturers. They don't want to hurt these people. They don't want to anger these people. This job in Congress pays, what, a buck 75 a year, which is good money to a lot of people in this country. Oh, but when they leave, they can make millions, millions and millions of dollars working on the board of whatever military contractor, whatever big pharmaceutical company, whatever. They write their ticket. When they leave, they write their ticket. And so in the meantime, even though the American people do not want to continue this war in Ukraine, a lot of defense contractors are making rich. Eisenhower warned about the military industrial complex. Well, guess what? They're all right in our backyard here. They're all right here making weapons and shipping them to Ukraine and getting paid billions and billions of dollars for it. So some member of Congress who's making a buck 75 right now thinks to himself, all right, I do a couple more terms. I play nice. I'll wind up on the board. Maybe a Lockheed Martin. Or maybe I'll join a law firm and I'll just put my name on the stationery and I'll just go to lunches and play golf with people and I'll rake in millions of dollars. This is how these people think. This is the problem. This is why we need term limits to get these bums out of there. We need term limits to get rid of these people because they know the longer they stay, the more valuable they are. The longer they stay, the more valuable they become. And there are, there are only a handful of brave people in the House and brave people in the Senate who are willing to stand up to these people. They are willing to call the swamp what it is. You know what it is? It's a giant money laundering operation. That's what it is. 
You get elected to Congress, you get elected to the Senate, you play nice, you get rich. You will be a rich person. Sure, you got to put up with fundraisers and sure, you got to put up with all the nonsense. But you're going to be a millionaire one day. You're going to be a multi-millionaire one day as long as you play the game. And who gets screwed over? We do. All of us. We all do. This entire country does. This entire country gets screwed over. You have states right now on the southern border that are the governors of states who are saying, we need to secure our state. We have an obligation, a constitutional requirement as the governor of our state. Take Greg Abbott. I have to secure my state. And the federal government is telling him he can't. And if he puts up razor wire, the federal government goes in and takes it down. You can't make that up. And what do we do? We keep this government open. We kept the government open that went down there and cut down razor wire in Texas to keep people from crossing illegally into Texas. That's what you got for you keeping your government open. Happy? You know what else we got keeping the government open? We got people to sign more forms, buying more stuff, weapons that are going to go to Ukraine. So that more people in the defense contracting industry can get richer and richer and richer. That's what you got for keeping your government open for a few extra days. Congratulations. It is, you know, you think about why we are in this situation we're in right now. And years ago, I talked about the Constitutional Convention of States, the Article 5 Constitutional Convention of States. And the biggest reason why we need term limits is because of this. And I understand the system is set up to reward longevity because we have a system that doesn't have term limits. And I know that there are people that say you have to let the voters make these choices, but the system's rigged. The minute that you survive your first congressional challenge, you are in there for life. Once you survive that first challenge, you you get elected to Congress, to the House of Representatives. You are the most vulnerable the first time you run for re-election two years later. After that, you're good. You're golden. You're in there forever. In fact... When they rewrite the census, if you're good, you play the game, they'll make sure you're there forever because they'll tweak the district however they need to do it. What do you need? You need another 600 people from this town, get rid of another 1,000 from that town, no problem. And the game goes on, and the game continues because they all get the joke. They all get the joke. Until you get a situation in this country where you can have people who are willing And I mean this. I mean willing to sacrifice their time to serve in Congress, not to go there to get rich. We will never get out of this mess. We will never get out of this. We will be in this situation forever. Kevin McCarthy has been in Congress forever. And he is exactly the problem. All of these guys make money. They all make money consulting. They all make money as lawyers. They all make money on boards of corporations. All of them. They all do. Meanwhile, Americans are hurting. Meanwhile, you have a government that spies on its citizens, that controls information, that has determined that your thoughts are critical infrastructure and can be regulated, that tells you what's truth and what isn't, exactly like Orwell warned. We have government ministries of truth now in this country. Where the government comes in, this is what you got for keeping your government open. You know what you got? You got a government that decides what's information and what's misinformation. And a government that worked with big tech to suppress free speech so that you couldn't hear both sides of an argument and you couldn't offer up your opinions on an argument. That's what you got for keeping your government open. 
Oh, but the checks. Oh, but the checks. They're not going to get their paychecks. The cowardice that was shown by Kevin McCarthy in this last go around here was completely predictable, completely expected for a guy with zero backbone who is an absolute swamp creature who's there to know that he's speaker and he was arrogant and he thought he'd survive this and he thought, I'm good. I kept the government open. Who the hell cares the government was open? This is such a, a, a another lie that's told to us that the government is closed. The government's not closed. You remember years ago when they started putting up black tarps around Independence Hall so you couldn't look at it? Remember that? You remember when they used to they, they wanted to put up a black tarp around Mount Rushmore so you couldn't see it? I got news for you. When the government's closed, the country's still secure. The country's still being guarded. Not the border, but that's not secure now. <clears throat> but the military still works. And the military gets their back pay. And the, and the, and, and the actual g- job that the federal government is supposed to do, because the federal government's not supposed to be a giant welfare agency, the federal government's supposed to secure the homeland, that job continues whether or not the government is open or not. Whether or not non-essential workers go to work on Monday. But we have become so accustomed now to Republicans who run and they talk a great game and they get in there and they join the uniparty and they know just bide your time, play nice, play good, and then the world is your oyster. And today, Kevin McCarthy lost. Good. Good. And I don't care if the corporate media says the Republicans are in chaos. I don't care. I could give a damn what they say. I could give a damn what Big Tech says. I could give a damn what neocon Republicans say. I could give a damn what Liz Cheney says or Adam Kinzinger or any of these other people. I don't care what they say. I don't care. They have wasted so much of my time and my money with their nonsense January 6th committee, which was nothing more than some Bolshevik committee that already had a a conclusion before they even started. They wasted so much of my time and money with this Russian collusion. Nobody has gone to jail over this. Do you realize that? We had a government that literally colluded against a private citizen, several of them, but one in particular, Donald Trump and his people, to keep him from becoming the president of the United States of America using the very resources you and i pay for under the guise of keeping us safe to keep this man from becoming president under a giant lie called russian collusion and then when he was president all these same forces that we pay for under the guise of keeping us safe all work to undermine this man's presidency and nobody has gone to jail for it nobody's even lost their job for it that's what you get for keeping your federal government open you get that And then they did it again in 2020 as the deep state scramble led by the CIA to undermine Trump with this Hunter Biden laptop to cover it up, to cover up the crimes of Joe Biden. And they're still covering up the crimes of Joe Biden with the Department of Justice. That's what you get for keeping your government open. You get that. Congratulations. Meanwhile, right now, there's somebody who is just barely getting by trying to make ends meet. Inflation doesn't matter to these jackasses in Washington. You know why? Because whether they go to the Capitol Grill and the steak is $75 or it's $85, it doesn't matter. They're not paying. They're not paying. They don't care. You kept the federal government open a few extra days. Congratulations, Kevin McCarthy, so that they can send down people to the southern border to take down razor wire to keep people from illegally crossing into Texas. They took down razor wire. You paid for that. Your tax dollars paid for people to go down and make our border less secure. 
Unbelievable. Good riddance to Kevin McCarthy. And let this be a lesson to all these swamp creature scoundrel Republicans. Your time is up. Your time is up. Conservatives have figured out now it's time to fight back. It's time to grow a backbone and grow a pair and fight back. Your time is done. 855-839-1210 if you want to weigh in on Twitter at Rich Zioli. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. All right, so who do you think should be speaker? Give me your nominations. Uh, 855-839-1210 is the number. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Who would you like to see be Speaker of the House? Uh, Give me your thoughts. Let me know. Jim Jordan would be an excellent choice. Absolutely. Steve Scalise would be an excellent choice. Absolutely. Byron Donald's excellent choice. Uh, Yes, absolutely. So listen. Yeah. No, I mean, it it is... um, it is a very historic day today, and I'm and I'm happy. I really am. I'm happy. Just because I'm passionate doesn't mean I'm angry. It means I'm 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 happy. Passion works both ways. It could be angry or it could be happy. And for my case, as an Italian, it's usually one or the other, obviously. But in this case, I'm thrilled. I am. I'm thrilled. I'm I'm glad McCarthy is is out. I really am. I'm happy. Um, thank you for weighing in on Twitter, though. Several people have commented that they liked what I had to say. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. And yeah, sometimes you got to be uh, you got to be on fire in this business, right? House Republicans are meeting behind closed doors at six thirty, according to NBC. All right, well we're on till seven tonight. Obviously, the uh, the Phillies game is tonight, but I don't think we'll have any news on who's going to be speaker before that. But here's what I promise you: we are going to keep monitoring everything and if there's any news any any interviews or anything like that we'll bring it to you live so this way you don't have to miss a thing the five is going on and chit-chatting about things and i'm i'm kind of flipping back and forth to see if like cnn's going to grab any members of congress for an interview for example and find out what they want to do like pramila j pals on i'm not going to make you suffer through that she's speaking to jake tapper right now but i'm going to keep cnn on at least until six because they're more likely to interview a member of congress who might have a thought on what's next in, in all this and what's going to happen but this is an opportunity for them to actually really put in a conservative there and um, and fight like hell and fight like hell. That's what this is. a It's a great opportunity. It's a great moment for them. Meanwhile, I do want to mention to you, though, you know, <clears throat> every day in this country, we are we are talking about crime 
as an issue. And I talked about the border before. Let's also think about what's happening with crime for a moment. And, and particularly what happened in Philadelphia. You Imagine this. You take your family on a tour of Philadelphia. You go on one of those double-decker tour buses, right? And those things are great. They're great. They're fantastic. You go, all right, kids, let's go see, you know, Parliament, Big Ben, you know, Liberty Bell, Independence Hall. Let's do it. Let's see it. And in the middle of that, while you're with your family on a double-decker tour bus of Philadelphia outside City Hall, you see this guy jump onto a car, start start stomping on this woman's car, and uh, has a gun and threatens her after you see all these people on the streets with bikes and with ATVs and everything else. That's what tourists are seeing now in Philadelphia. There was a time when crime might have been in a certain neighborhood. Now it's everywhere. It's everywhere throughout the city. And this is happening in New York City. It's happening in San Francisco. It's happening in uh, Portland. You know, in Portland, Oregon right now, you know the homeless are suing because they, they can't have their tent cities anymore. So the homeless are suing in Portland, Oregon to say, you, listen, we can camp on the street if we want to. You can't tell us we can't camp on the street. I used to go camping in the woods. That's usually how you go camping, but not in cities anymore. Now you can just, you know, pop a squat and open up a tent right on the streets. It's amazing, but you can do it. And in these cities, you also have some of the most draconian, biggest tyrants in the world. Like there's a case right now involving the babylon b you know that great site they're hysterical there's a fight right now against new york's insane online speech law and it's not funny and i'm going to share that with you in a moment but first i want to play you a clip this is the woman who uh she's made national news international news everything that happened with that whole story of that jackass on a motorcycle who jumped on her car and terrorized her she had her two kids in the back she's delivering uber she's she can't afford childcare, so she's got her kids with her in the car. There's all these lefty cities and all these lefty policies about being easy on crime and soft on crime. They hurt the very people like Nikki Bullock, for example. This is Nikki Bullock who spoke out. She's the woman whose car was damaged. Spoke to NBC10. Take a listen. They're not paying attention to lanes. They're just doing whatever. So now I'm turning in the lane and it hits the side of the car. Nikki Bullock is showing us the damage to her car after she says a man on a motorcycle ran into her first. She says that led to the two arguing with each other as she continued to drive with riders all around her. It happened last night outside of City Hall and the aftermath was captured by a tourist from Florida. He jumped up here with two feet. He stepped his first foot down, didn't work. So then he was like, went through. In the video, you see the man climb on the car and jump through the back windshield. A gun fell out of his waist, and he quickly aimed it at Bullock as she stared down the barrel of that firearm. So the guy points the gun at you, and what, you didn't even flinch? It was just like, it was a little gun, and then at that point, my windshield was already broken, so like, what was he really going to do to me, for real? So I just started going off. She wouldn't back down at all with her girlfriend and girlfriend's two young kids inside the car. The rider would headbutt Bullock, who responded by knocking over the motorcycle. At the end of the video, you see her carrying one of the children. I'm just grateful that my kids are okay. There's not a scratch on them. It was just the simple fact that I had kids in the car. That's why I jumped out like that. That's why I reacted like that. It was just to protect them, honestly. 
Of course, we are all happy that she's okay, her girlfriend and those kids. She says she understands the bike culture. She's a mechanic. She likes the culture, but she says sometimes things just get out of hand and they go way too far. Of course, police are looking for that rider. They did release a couple photos in hopes that the public recognizes him. Good for her, by the way. She's a very, very brave woman. Good for her. This has nothing to do with the culture of motorcycles either. This, this, this is a completely different culture. This is a culture of lawlessness that's going on. Do you know that, for example, I mean, all this riding and looting, the, the effects, the taxpayers, Senator Mike Regan put a piece that broadenliberty.com and he talked about this. He's the chairman of the Pennsylvania Senate Law and Justice Committee. And uh, he, he said, you know, I want to commend the Philadelphia police who have managed to make arrests and reel in the lawlessness each evening. The police are doing their job of reestablishing law and order. I wish the same could be said for District Attorney Larry Krasner, whose philosophy has added to the mayhem in Philadelphia because criminals understand his reluctance to prosecute them. The lax approach in allowing criminals to take control are resulting in severe losses to the city. Tourists are too fearful to visit. Businesses are relocating to other cities. Law-abiding residents have decided to move on. And the impact will not just be on Philadelphia. The city's economy significantly drives Pennsylvania's economy. The Law and Justice Committee, in addition to overseeing police matters, has oversight of the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board. Riders have hit Pennsylvania liquor stores across the city, resulting in an estimated loss of, ready, 750000 to a million dollars each day those stores are closed. This does not even take into account the loss of products stolen by the criminals or the cost of the cleanup. Additionally, a medical marijuana dispensary in the city was broken into as part of the looting efforts. Authorities have not yet released what, if anything, was stolen, but it is one more business that should not be dealing with the mess of replacing windows, doors, display cases, and anything else that was damaged. All this costs time and money, while business owners, insurance providers, and in the case of state stores, taxpayers will cover these upfront costs. Everyone will ultimately pay for these damages done through higher product prices, higher insurance premiums, and higher taxes to maintain police coverage. So think about that. And he concludes by saying all these individuals will face felony charges under our legislation, at least in the rest of Pennsylvania, maybe not in Larry Krasner's philadelphia because what they're doing right now what they're trying to do on the state level is they're sponsoring legislation targeting rioters particularly out of state residents who travel here for the purpose of rioting and those commonwealth residents who recruit out of staters to riot in pennsylvania they're going to try to hold these people accountable on the state level which is good and they're also going to be looking to go after people who use social media to rally troops to riot fueling the fire and obviously further creating the mayhem. Good. People have had it. You know, people in Philadelphia also know that nothing's going to happen to these people. Fox and Friends actually talked to some people this morning, I believe it was, on the show. And they asked some some residents in Philadelphia about everything that's going on. You know, they asked some questions. Like, like what, you know, what do you think is going to happen to these people who are destroying the city? What do you think is going to happen to them? You know, you think anything's going to really, really happen? Is anything really going to happen to the people who do this in the streets of Philadelphia? And, you know, as I think about it, too, I, I, I know the answer. You know the answer. We all know the answer. The answer is no. Cut number one. We're talking about dozens of arrests here after people broke into stores all across Philadelphia, taking whatever they could get their hands on. Watch this. So far, 
are 67 adults, five juveniles face serious charges. Authorities tell us most of these people arrested, Bill, are between 18 and 25 years old. Police are working to find all of the people responsible for organizing this chaos that started on social media with some messages. We know one social media influencer was charged with six felonies after she live streamed that looting, but hey, she's already out on bail. Take a look here. This is that new video that's been released by Philadelphia police this week. It shows groups targeting the Apple store and the Target. You can see them ramming their carts through and breaking the glass. That's in city center. It's a nice area in downtown Philly, not where most of the crime usually happens here, but the local businesses were also hit hard. People who live here tell us, hey, I want to see tough penalties for these looters. They believe the Philly DA to Larry Krasner was too soft. Yeah, damn right. He's too soft. Uh, Richard in Havertown. Richard, what's up, my man? Hey, thank you for having me on. First off. Uh-oh, we lost him. Richard, call back. We uh, we got disconnected. You said first off and then click. In the meantime, as he calls back, let me play for you this clip. This is D.C. residents who were rattled after a congressman was carjacked at gunpoint last night outside his apartment building. Carjackings are up 109% in the Democrat-run city of D.C. There's only about a 25% closure rate on these carjacking offenses. Cut seven. Well, I can tell you that the residents walking these streets this morning are somewhat rattled, although they say this is far too common. Just to orient you, I'll let you take a look here. Jillian, you mentioned the Capitol Police. They have a cruiser parked right here. We're in the Navy Yard area, just a few blocks from the Capitol, in between the Capitol and the Nats uh, Major League Baseball Stadium. And, of course, the buildings here house many professionals on Capitol Hill to include members of Congress. In fact, this building you're looking at now is the one that Congressman Quayar uh, lived in, parked right out front when this happened around 9.30 last night. Three assailants approaching him at gunpoint. Now his phone, his iPad, his luggage were in the vehicle. As of this morning, his car was recovered, but the carjackers, Jillian, are still on the loose as officials look for them. It comes as carjackings are surging in the nation's capital. 750 so far this year, up more than 100% from last year. And in 75% of those cases, Jillian, a gun was involved. Now, a sad note on it, there's only about a 25% closure rate on these carjacking offenses. That's it. 25%. 25%. In our nation's capital in in, the, in Washington, D.C. All right, he's back. Sorry, Richard sorry. in Havertown. Hello, Richard. Sorry, I'm driving up in the city, and the guy was smoking so much pot next to me, I was getting sick. I had to roll oh. up the window. Sorry. So, no, hey, no, nothing, nothing unusual. I have to tell you, you've changed my mind. I know you're on fire today, but I was, was pro-McCarthy until I listened to you. Now I have a full, complete understanding of why he lost. Not only that, you're thoroughly right, because none of the news media, with the exception of Rich Zioli, made it crystal clear as to why he's gone. And other than you, there's nobody talking, which really disturbs me. Because your voice should be one of hundreds, if not thousands, not individually. And I don't know what to do about it, because it's great that you talk, but God knows what's happening in other cities. Nobody, you know, you're not heard enough. And that's and not enough people in the media speak like you do the truth. And that's what's really disturbing. Are they scared? Are they frightened? Or are they just making too much money? I don't know. But you certainly made me far more understanding and aware. And as I look at the city of Philadelphia, so many buildings are arising with new people to move in. I don't know where they're going to get the people. 
you got you got to clean up the city or else all these buildings are going to be vacant. I'm, I mean, Fairmount Avenue, Spring Garden Street, Delaware Avenue. There's just thousands of units coming out. And I don't know where they're going to get the people with the, with the crime rate like it is. It's it's a disaster about to happen. And that scares the crap out of me. Yeah, there's a so, story today, actually, in the Inquirer about a big luxury condo building that right now is, I think, only 15% full or something like that in Philadelphia. Luxury condo building. No, they can't find people, the tenants, to occupy it. I'm on Delaware Avenue as we speak. I'm not kidding you. Two years ago, there wasn't a single building. They were empty lots. I'll bet you there's 5,000 units being put up. Easy between Spring Garden Street and, uh, say, Walnut Area, all the way out to the casino. And I don't know where they're going to get the people if they keep with this crime rate uh, and the jobs leaving and the people running. you you got to have a safe city. And Krasner is not just, I mean, you might be completely correct. These people might want a communist dictatorship with them, sole leader in power. And that's scary in and of itself, because I don't want to see the country collapse. I'm sure you don't. No. I just wish more people had more of a voice. I, I don't know how to, I don't know, how to, how to have you heard in a wider area. And that's what disturbs me is because you're a voice of sanity. How do I get you all over the country? Not you personally, but your ideas and your understanding. Well, you and can try to get me ability. personally. I, I, it wouldn't be a bad thing to get nationally syndicated at some point. I appreciate you saying that. Uh, do your best. Just keep spreading the word, buddy. I, it's all we can do. So thank you. You're welcome. And I thank you. And please, Keep up the good work. Don't let the bastards get you down, as they say. All right? Drive safe, Richard. Get get home safe and get out of that city as soon as possible. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Uh, all right, I got to take a quick break. I went long there, obviously, but I'll keep going. All right, I'll keep going. Uh, look, the, the bottom line is this. I mean, the whole issue, the whole entire issue for me personally is that I'll admit it. I mean, there was a time when, you know, I bought the party line, too, because that's just what, you know, you, you were a good, you, you fall in line, you be a good little boy and be a good Republican. And, you know, at some point, though, I think the term is red pilled or you just you open your eyes, you figure it out. You just and then there's no going back after that. You know, you see the truth for what it is and it's very you can't go back. You, you can't. You just can't see unsee it after that. It's like it's like those old paintings you had as kids, you know, or you still do. I mean, you look at them, you know, and if you look at them a certain way, there's a beach chair in it. But when you see that, you can't unsee it. Or somebody will send you a meme of something, and they go, "Now look at it this way," and then now you see it as that, and you go, "Oh my God, I can never not see it that way." It's the same thing when you figure out what this game is and how rigged it is. When you understand that, when you see what's really happening here. You can't unsee it. Look, that's the reason why I tell you, I mean, I see it very, very clear and very obvious what's happening right now as the attempt is to stop Donald Trump. It is, again, because he wants to smash the deep state. He is such a threat to these people. He is such a threat to the idea of going in there and actually saying to the executive branch of government, guess what? You're now accountable to me. I'm the guy who got elected, not you, you faceless, nameless bureaucrat who's unaccountable to everybody and anybody. 
I'm the guy who got elected. You answer to me. You do what I want you to do. Imagine that, an executive branch of government where the president's vision is actually put into place. That's what Trump wants to do. And he also wants to hold these people accountable who are in the deep state, who have so much power and so much hubris and arrogance where they think they can get away with everything. And you know what? They're not wrong. As of right now, they can. They can do anything they want. Do you remember that day that uh, Peter Strozak told his gumata Lisa Page, he said, Trump won't be president. We won't let him. You remember that. The arrogance of that guy to tell his, his girlfriend on a text message that we can stop him from becoming president. Think about that. He's with the FBI. She's with the DOJ. Peter Strzok and Lisa Page, Strozak, back and forth. The arrogance of these people within the Federal Bureau of Investigation and the Department of Justice thinking that they can stop a man from becoming president of the United States of America. That's the, the hubris I talk about. That's the arrogance. And so, it, you know, it, the reason why they, are, they will do whatever they have to do to try to stop Trump from becoming president, whatever they have to do, is because... He went in there the first time, and I think the biggest mistake he made, and he'll tell you this, is that he listened to the Paul Ryans, the party brokers, the party leadership, the RNC, and he said, all right, now you're in, you got to play nice, and let's get all these people to run around you who know how the game works and know how Washington works, and what happens? They go in there like, like freaking rats, and they infiltrate the place, and they start driving the ship in a much different direction. He's not going to let that happen again. He is not going to let that happen again. You know, we all saw it early on, too. Those of us who had been on the campaign early on saw what was happening when he became the president-elect and saw what was happening when he became the president. And all of a sudden, you had all these people who were the establishment coming in and saying, well, we're here to help. And they tried to drive that ship right off, right off course because they didn't like what he was doing. They didn't, they didn't want him there. They were in the White House, but they weren't there to help him. They were there to stop him. He's not going to make that mistake this time around. And he's not going to let the deep state off the hook. See, now it's personal to him. It's personal. And not like in a Jaws 2 way. It's personal in a way where he can actually go in there and do something about it. I mean, obviously, the chief in Jaws 2 was able to do something as well. But he's going to be able to actually do something about it. And what he's going to be able to do is he's going to be able to go in there and understand the power structure that exists and tear it down, not from some proverbial way of tearing it down, but from an actual process by which they can tear it down. That's the difference. That's the difference right there. And it's going to be it's going to it's going to work out very, very well for him, in my opinion. Uh, Matt's in Havertown. Matt, how are you? Hey, Rich, what's up, man? Am I on? You're on. Hey, man, what's going on? Uh, I'm uh I'm confused about this, but maybe you can help me out here. How is this good for the Republican Party? Shouldn't the Republicans have a I unified I spent a half hour front? explaining why it was good for the Republican Party. And you're saying, but you're saying tear, you're going to, they're going to tear this down. T- tear what down? Like, in other words, our, our, our government works by compromise, by having other sides buy in. This, to me, is almost like... If the squad, those lunatics, were able to kind of throw Pelosi out, like at least Pelosi was able to kind of maintain some kind of centered control. What centered control? What did we get from Pelosi's center control? What what have we gotten here? You had a functioning government, Rich. It wasn't really functioning. It was functioning. You may not have decided the direction they went, but at least it was a functioning government. 
I don't understand how this. How can- how would how is the government not functioning right now at this moment with Kevin McCarthy not a speaker? You're not gonna. Ha- so you're not gonna have a speaker. You don't have a speaker right okay. now. You don't even have people who want. How is the, the job. government? How is the now- government not functioning at this very moment? Do you think the government at this very moment in Washington is not functioning right now? I think the House of Representatives is currently unable to do anything without a speaker. Sure, the House of Representatives so, uh, is temporarily unable to do anything right now. So they can't pass new laws, they can't pass new regulations, they can't make life more correct. difficult for people. In, in the meantime, for about they another hour until they have a speaker, for a whole hour. But they, the point is, is the government right now at this moment in time, 5.58 p.m., is the government of the United States of America not functioning? The ha- well, let me be more clear. I apologize. The House of Representatives is not functioning. Okay, so the so, House isn't functioning right now. The House takes vacations all the time. The House takes breaks all the time. And most of the time when the House is there, they're voting bills to, sp- to spend money and also to make more regulations. So if the House isn't so, functioning for a couple days, is, is the world going to end? No, but you're, you're missing my point. My point is it's not about the world ending. It's about what this looks like for the Republican Party. The Republican Party looks ununified it looks in disarray and that's not what the republican party needs for 2024 we're not in 2024 we're in 2023 we're not in 2024 who cares what we look like to the media who cares we look like the democrats this is about centering this is about getting conservatives to be in control who cares what those people think about us well i think the people voting in the election that matters but the election is not for a year I, I know that, Rich. I know so that, what's Rich, better than we? So in a year, we do, we tell the American people we're no different from them. We've given billions of dollars to Ukraine. We've spent billions of dollars we don't have. The border's not secure. We're just like them. You think in a year that's a message that's going to win Republican votes? Well, I don't know. Did 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 you're talking about spending money? Did the uh, deficit go down under Trump's presidency? It didn't. Okay. So it actually right. increased. Okay. So you understand the, what I'm trying to say? Does that make right. sense? That, the, but that has not. That has nothing to do with what happened today with Kevin McCarthy. No, but it has to, it has, every, has to do with spending money. It's not like Donald Trump was in there and then started cutting the deficit and stopped spending. He didn't. But the, so we're not talking about Trump. You, you, you called up to say you didn't like the I fact that about, Kevin McCarthy's house to do something good for the country between now and November of 2024. That's what needs to happen. And guess what? Nobody's going to remember this in a month. Nobody is going to remember this in a month. Nobody's going to remember this in a couple of weeks. All right, 855-839-1210. I'm a little bit late for a break here, but let me tell you about Cherry Hill Volvo on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Cherry Hill Volvo is an outstanding place for you to go to get a new car because they have incredible bonuses, leases, and incentives, including Care by Volvo. Care by Volvo is the program that I'm in. So every five months, I'm able to get a brand new Volvo, which I love. I love that fact. And I love that every five months... I can try, you know, maybe an SUV or maybe the S-Class or maybe I'll try. Who knows? That's the point. And Cherry Hill Volvo is where you want to go because Cherry Hill Volvo is the dealership that stands with us. They stand with us every single day on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. Believe me when I tell you, Cherry Hill Volvo is the region's most successful Volvo dealer. And we broadcast live from the Cherry Hill Volvo studios. There's a reason for that. And the reason for that is that Judith Krupnik in this age of cancel culture has stepped up and said, 
I stand with Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and what they do. And that's great. So reward her for that by going to see them and their amazing selection of cars. If you're a Costco member, there's extra savings. If you are uh, looking to get a certified pre-owned Volvo, they have an amazing selection of certified pre-owned Volvos in stock at Cherry Hill Volvo. So go see them today, right on Route 70 in Cherry Hill. And the people that stand with us every single day, because at Cherry Hill Volvo, really relationships matter which the only weekday afternoons three to seven talk radio 1210 wpht and on the free odyssey app baseball is in full swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives. Streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 